Hello and welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Due to an unfortunate series of events, your other host, Lisa, is not available. And we did not make up for the fact that we're down a host by getting one or more great guests. It's just me today. I know. I'm sorry too. But I think we can still have a good time. You know, we never have uh, any one-to-one time anymore. But if you want to turn this off, I completely understand. But I think we can uh, we can still put out a decent show with no distractions. I did text a few people that I felt comfortable texting uh, with some topics from the show just for a quick little reply we'll see if anyone does but let's get into the show first of all i have some shout outs yesterday was dr jen's birthday and today me and lisa met up with her at the beach and we had a great time just hanging out eating breakfast burritos taking pictures with frog statues it was a good time happy birthday jen and also huge apology to demian because last week the audio got fucked up this was not like, uh, you know, we got drunk and then we had to delete it. No, it like actually, I opened the file and it was like three minutes long. So uh, sorry about that. But Demian did send a text, which I will read now. What's up, BFF friends? Hope you guys are well. Just wanted to let you know I'm back listening to pods. Terry to catch up. I did notice Rafi started another music challenge. That's always fine. I'm sure I'll catch up soon and leave some joking about Lisa blowing out my ears and more balcony criticism of Dave and Wendy improv. Thank you for that, Demian. And if you guys would like to call or text, the number is always 818-BFF-0732. Might as well get right into it. On Monday, she had Eliza Skinner. But before that, we got some Tony Thaxton chat. Apparently, Tony had two beers at lunch, which to me is like uh, the dream, dream job. Uh, You could just get hammered during the day, which is what I do on my days off. Like right now, I'm drinking a uh, spicy pinople jalapeno margarita. I'm trying to take it easy because, you know, I'm alone. I don't want to be thought of as some kind of alcoholic or something, you know? Damn, that's tasty stuff. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to Megan. Uh, She was supposed to be on with me, but she's a bit under the weather. Don't think it's COVID, though. So just get better, Megan. Back to the show. Um, (laughs) Tony said he kind of fucked up his day that he, after his two beers, he just went home and like took a nap, I guess. Woke up at five in the morning. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, wow, five, that's fucking early. And me, I was like, (laughs) I wish I could wake up at five and go to work. Uh, I got to wake up at 3.30 or 3.45-ish. More like four because, you know, the old snooze. But uh, yeah, that sounds pretty rough for someone who is probably not used to being up that early. Man, I apologize if my voice is... A little froggy. I don't think I've 
spoken to anyone since I don't know, like seven hours ago. So uh, yeah, it's probably not good for the old voice. Should have warmed up. La 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 la. What is it? Uh, Chucky chicken vegetable. Should have done that. Tony talked about getting some new shoes. Leather Chuck Taylors. Um, I didn't know these were a thing, but now I can really imagine Tony's day. Wakes up at 5 a.m., jumps in the shower, 5.15, he slips into his leather Chuck Taylors, and then, uh, I don't know, produces or something until uh, it's time for lunch. Then he gets hammered, falls asleep on the couch. Seems like a pretty productive day to me, at least. Allison mentions that her babysitter's mom uh, was doing something where they breed monarch butterflies or something. I don't know. But I do know that Dr. Jen did this. Apparently, according to Allison, it was a very popular activity during quarantine. Um, yeah, and later on, we learned from Eliza that they're like... Uh, they're like fucking jelly inside of their chrysalis or something, and then they just emerge as butterflies. Fucking felt like I was listening to an episode of Ologies or something. Uh, God knows how all that works. Uh, I'm not smart, so uh, I don't know. Look into it on your own time. Maybe you've done this. If you have, you should put some photos in the old BFF Facebook group. I think people would be really interested in seeing that. I feel like we did this in elementary school or something. It sounds vaguely familiar. Allison also mentions that she's tired of her hair. Uh, as someone who struggles with uh, what to do with their hair, I can relate, you know? I mean, my hair is much more glamorous than hers. It's very luxurious and thick, beautiful, lustrous, just dark black hair, dark like my soul. Uh, in the sunlight, I like to say that, you know, it's got some chestnut brownish tones, you know? Um, I can't, I can't, uh, give a woman advice on what to do with her hair. I feel like this is such a personal decision. And I feel like, at first, no matter what you do with your hair, you're gonna fucking hate it. I mean, whoever, who has ever made, like, a huge life decision? And now this is just hair, so maybe it's not that drastic. Or that uh, dramatic, but who, whoever makes a big change and is like, this was the best decision I've ever made. Definitely not me, and I'm pretty sure not Allison. But after a couple of weeks, after a month or two, she's gonna, she's gonna realize that it's fine. It's not a big deal. I say just do it. As Ali Ward once said, uh, cut your bangs, text your crush, fuck yourself. Yeah, go for it, Allison. Just do it. This also had something to do with her image, her self-image of being successful in Hollywood. Uh, she says that she has, like, shoulder-length hair when she pictures herself that way. Uh, I'm curious if other people do that. I've never... Well, I mean, I guess I have actually thought, like how I picture my life in the future, but I don't think it really revolves around what I look like. I think it's just like, oh, I wish I had this and this, and, you know, I'll be doing this or that. 
but never specifically my hair. Like I said, it's different for men, I think. Or maybe just me. Going back to Tony's uh, waking up at 5 in the morning, they talk about old people time and going to sleep early. Because, like I mentioned, I wake up so early, I kind of have to go to sleep pretty early. So that to me is 9 o'clock. That's my, that's my, I need to be in bed or at least thinking about getting into bed or getting ready for bed. Uh, it kind of sucks because, as you guys may know, whenever I'm up at like 8 p.m., my body's like, it's almost nappy time. Time to uh, shut it down, <laughs> which leads to me on the weekends at least, uh, falling asleep at Lisa's house. It's not convenient and uh, makes you the butt of many jokes, but I am always up then by like 6 a.m. on the weekends. So it kind of works out because then I get all these extra hours in the morning when people are still asleep. They're still in their beds and I'm out there living life, doing laundry in Huntington Park really seizing the day, carping the diem, as they say. Uh, I don't want this to be like a competition, but I'm curious what time other people get up, because I think having kids really affects that. So for Allison, you know, it's not like she can get up and just like start living her life. Maybe her kids are going to wake up and then she's going to start taking care of them, so probably different for her again you know i have it so easy my life is fucking great nothing to worry about just living my life by myself it's fucking great anyway eliza mentioned that she moved to denver to be with a long distance boyfriend oh baby first of all she really made a great choice in moving to Denver. Even if the guy has a canoe rack on his Subaru or whatever the fuck, I mean, moving from LA to Colorado, fucking upgrade, bro. She's nailing life right now. And look at her. She's just so successful. She's found love. I would, I would <laughs> oh, baby, my voice is uh, it's coming in and out. <laughs> hey yo, much like uh never mind. I would like to hear more about this relationship. I wonder if she's talked about it on any other shows. Maybe this uh Dungeons and Dragons podcast she's starting with her boyfriend or whatever the fuck it is, Lord of the Rings, whatever. Maybe they'll get into it. I would like to know how this all came about. You know, I kind of have had a similar a uh, little bit of a similar 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 situation to this. Uh, I hope it really works out. Eliza also mentioned that when she came back to Los Angeles, that she stepped into her apartment and she said it was nice to be back there because it was like a reflection of her. Which I... I think this, this whole part of the show I was relating to because when I go on vacation, I can do like four days max. After that, it's like... I want to be in my bed. I want to s just be alone. Because, you know, as an introverted person, there's only so much fucking time I can spend with other people before I just fucking lose my mind. 
So I definitely relate to that. They started talking about dog health rules. Now, I don't even remember what this had to do with, but I texted Whitney and I asked, as a dog owner, are there any house rules for your pets? And she said, I have to explain why the trash can is on top of the toilet tank, because it's Munson's favorite thing to eat is paper, especially soft paper like tissue. Other than that, I just explained that the first five minutes anyone new comes over are going to be chaos. The schnauzer doesn't meet people easily, but then she settles in and it's okay. Uh, as someone who has never had a dog, I will say that every time I go to someone's house that has a dog, this is pretty much the experience. It's a lot of apologizing and explaining how, you know, they don't bite, they're friendly, you'll be fine, they're just gonna fucking climb on you and jump on you and uh, try to hump you or something. It's always something with these fucking dogs, you know? Which is why you should just adopt a cat. Oh, fuck, I closed the notes. Why would I close the notes, you idiot? You're doing a show here. <laughs> no one's listening, but I'm still doing it. Uh, Eliza was working on a slip and slide show. Man, TV has really sunk into just a new low. I imagine this is kind of like that uh, wipeout show where it's like a fucking obstacle course and people just get hurt and we laugh at them. So maybe it was uh, good for that, but now we'll never know. I don't think it's coming back after all this diarrhea stuff. But this led into the topic that butt stuff is funny. To whomst? I ask, Eliza, to whomst? Not to me. I don't think it's funny at all. I don't want to hear about your poo-poos and your pee-pees. I like my comedy clean. Speaking of comedy, they talked about updating jokes, you know, changing words that are not uh, PC anymore. Whenever Lisa says that something is crazy, I say, hey, you watch it with that ableist slur. We don't say that anymore. Kind of like how we don't say or 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 and definitely we don't say I'm one of these people that thinks that yes, comedians can say whatever they want, but there could be consequences to that kind of thing. And if you're a comedian who's just using these words just to be an asshole like that's being lazy that's lazy joke writing i say as a non-comedian um yeah i think if you're still using certain words like it's time to fucking update the vocabulary because that kind of shit doesn't really fly anymore um but i guess it's uh, better than jerking off into plants or whatever. Or, you know, DMing underage girls. Or, uh, you know, whatever these sickos do. That's it for Monday. Let's move right into Thursday and get this shit over with.
Thursday. The carb was Watergate salad. And I didn't even write down who sent this in because it's really fucking gross. I mean, I tried to keep this a little hush-hush, but I'm allergic to pistachios. I will literally, literally die if I have one. And you say, oh, how do you know if you never have? Because I almost fucking died as a kid, okay? Lisa, Jesus Christ. You know, they always say, believe women. What about me? Why does no one believe me, huh? It's fucked up, Lise. You're a real, you know, chauvinist uh, pig. <laughs> um, yeah, this carb sounds fucking gross. And if it's at the next BFF meetup, you know what won't be? Me. JK, I'll be there. But I'll take this fucking salad, throw it in the trash where it belongs. Sorry to whoever sent this in. Pick something good next time. Daniel went to the eye doctor and I learned something new again it's like I'm listening to an episode of ologies over here the tear duct is not where the tears come out of it's where they drain um what an inefficient way to get rid of tears no um maybe I'm missing something but if they can plug Daniels up Maybe we don't even need these things. We just got extra holes in our body. Like, for what? If you got a hole, you better be using it for something, all right? So if we just got these extra holes, I'm, I'm, I'm going in to Dr. Miami. I'm going to say, hey, can you do something with these? Because I just got these spare holes laying around. Let's put them to work. Or better yet, just close it off. And not with some silicone plug like Daniel sounds sick disgusting but i did like hearing the uh eye doctor uh drop what was it eye doctor professor bitch or something like that i would love to hear that story again what episode was that on who knows we also learned tony thaxton was a bit of a sickly child which for some reason doesn't surprise me um I would like to know more about his uh, myriad illnesses as a kid, that he was in and out of the doctor. Maybe someone in this group is like that. Hey, I'm always, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what comes up. I'm like, hey, if you uh, rescued a sex doll from a Japanese river because you thought it was a drowning woman, let me know in the Facebook group. No one ever does. But uh, I'm always trying to get some engagement going on over there. So if you were a sickly child, uh, if you're a victim of Munchausen by proxy, <laughs> let us know in the Facebook group. And I believe it was Tony that mentioned that the doctor even wanted to take photos of his eye. This reminded me of the Seinfeld stand-up bit from the show where, you know, they you don't want to be getting operated in one of these big operating theaters where they're like, I can't believe they're going to do that to him. I got to see this. I mean, what was up with his eye? That, you know, they got, he could be in some medical journal somewhere. That's way better than having a gold record. Speaking of medical procedures, Jenna is very close to her due date. 
and she mentions that it's like an hour drive to the hospital. And if shit starts going south, I guess there's one closer that they can go to. I'm very excited to find out what they're going to name their baby. I think they're going to name him Joseph. But that might be kind of boring. You know, Sam, Dylan, Joseph. I don't know. Could happen. If you guys uh, think you know what you they should name their baby, Scurf Peace Taken, as we know. But uh, yeah, if you have any ideas, leave them in the Facebook group. Maybe we should start a pool, like a buck, buck a square, and then <laughs> you know someone's gonna win a big prize. Probably me. Apparently, people are choosing colors and a theme for their baby. My colors are blue and black, and the theme, sadness. Uh, I didn't know I could choose new ones when I turned 18. Is this a new thing? I don't know. I'm not a parent. What would my child's colors and theme be? I think they would be blue and black. And for a theme, hmm... Hmm, that's a good question. A theme. Probably Seinfeld, let's be honest. But if I had to pick an actual theme... Oh, actually, you know what? That would be really good. I remember seeing on Instagram, there's a couple who dressed as Jerry and Elaine, and they had their baby be George, because he's bald. You know, makes sense. So I think this is actually a great idea. God, I wish I had a kid now, just for that. You know, just for the Instagram likes. Afterwards, I just toss them, take them to the old fire station like like you're supposed to, I guess. <laughs> or just toss them, I mean, who cares? Who's, you know, who doesn't want to? I mean, like, you leave, you leave an old uh, coffee table on the sidewalk. Oh, fuck, do you see that table? I gotta, I gotta take that. You gotta... Can I borrow your truck? I gotta take this coffee table. Imagine you're walking by the dumpster. You see a fucking baby? Jackpot. Hey, honey. Bring the minivan. There's a toddler by the waste management bin. Who? You're telling me? So That's gotta make somebody's day. They started talking about Betsy Sodaro being the Lady Greg. Which is just ridiculous. Just because they've both got very distinct voices doesn't mean that they are like each other. They're not, you know, it's not some she-Jerry that Greg is secretly in love with. They're just people with interesting voices. On the subject of Betsy Sodaro, they mention that she's from Colorado. And they said that Colorado is the California of the Midwest. Now, as a Colorado native who currently lives in California, I was shocked and appalled by this. So I reached out to the wisest person I know, Dr. Jen, and I asked her, is Colorado the California of the Midwest? She said, Colorado is Colorado. I don't think it is the California of the Midwest, but I have only been to a couple of cities. In some ways, it is better than California. Only thing missing is the ocean. I'm going to edit that part out. So it just says, in some ways, it is better than California. I think Dr. Jen hit it right on the head there. Yeah, it's better in every way that I can think of. 
hmm, come to think of it, maybe I should move. But if I'm being honest, I actually would say California and Colorado are fairly similar. Um, yeah, but one is clearly, clearly much better than the other. I think we all know what I'm talking about. They started talking about budgets. Of course, Jenna and Al have a budget. And uh, Jeff has a budget. I know Leanne was in the Facebook group talking about her budget. I don't. I think I'm like Tony. I know I should, but I, you know, I have a very low overhead. It's just me. I just got my apartment that I got to pay for. And then I got to pay, you know, fucking bills here and there. But like nothing, nothing crazy. So all my money goes into a high yield savings account. I should be investing more. I've really shit the bed on that lately. But, you know, I just look at the numbers in the accounts, and as long as they're going up, I figure, hey, that's all I need. Yeah, I spend, like, $500 a week eating out. Yeah, it's an exaggeration, but it's not far from the truth. I think if I had kids or was married, that would really change how I see money, but as of as of now, like, you know, it's just me and I'm doing okay. So can't complain. No budget for me yet. Allison mentioned that she has changed her mind on Umami and now she believes that it is real, which is kind of weird. Like, why did she think it wasn't real to begin with? I don't know. Sometimes uh, she weirds me out a little bit with her opinions on things. And she mentioned that they got some MSG and uh, gave a little taste. And they mentioned uh, MSG giving you headaches or whatever, but that it was disproven. And I reached out to someone who I know loves umami. And that would be Lisa Lowry. And I said... What do you know about the myth that MSG gives you a headache? She said, Never heard of the headache thing. Just always heard it was some horribly bad toxic chemical put in food to make it taste yummy. Now I don't know what to believe. It was a big thing in the 80s-ish to advertise no MSG. And I don't know where I heard this, but I heard that this myth of the headaches and MSG actually came from one doctor who was possibly racist and he ate some Chinese food or something that had MSG in it and he was he had an adverse reaction to it and he propagated this myth and I think now the tables have turned people are like no MSG is not bad for you it just makes things better next Jeff talked about his legal victory which has been going on for almost three years. You know, I thought as someone who is like so in the car scene and is pretty mechanically inclined, I, I believe, you know, I thought he would know someone trustworthy to work on his car. I wonder how he found these people, but I'm glad to hear that he won his lawsuit, but now collecting money is gonna be uh, another headache. Um, but yeah, I like the fact that he, 
even though it is not worth it when you calculate the time he's spending and like if you know he usually gets paid x amount for his time you know he's losing money but i think the principle is what matters and i'm glad he won and he mentioned that a friend of his gave him the advice that if he wore a suit to court that he would get treated better and you know one one time i uh was doing this show with uh, Scotty Scott, and uh, my man's went and put on his uh, button-up shirt and a and a jacket so he could look presentable, which I thought was just fucking fantastic. Um, so of course I had to reach out to him for his thoughts on this sartorial subject, and I said, "Do you think that appearance plays a part?" in your success not his specifically just in success he said huh um short answer is that i think it doesn't hurt lol like you probably don't want to be wearing a three-piece suit and dress shoes to a job that requires a lot of physical activity a pair of sneakers and activewear may lead to more success lol i would have to agree uh we don't see nba players in uh, suits, unless they're on the sidelines because they're injured or whatever. But yeah, I just kind of meant, you know, in general, I think it's been proven actually that if you look more presentable or if you're more attractive, your life goes better. Things just work out better for you. So I think, especially if you're going to court, I think you've really got to, you know what, I wonder is this like uh, kind of a power thing? Because like, you know how you got to go up there and go, oh, your honor this and your honor that. Is it like a fucking, is it like a power thing? These fucking judges, they're like, I worked my way up from being a fucking clerk and a fucking schmuck in a law firm. And now I'm a judge and you should respect me. I kind of think it's that. Like when you show up and you're like, you know, Wearing uh, your your Hooters t-shirt or your uh, In-N-Out shirt, a couple of flip-flops. Uh, you know, you're really making a mockery of what this, this guy who's probably naked under his robe. You're making a mockery of what he spent his life doing. So when you come in there wearing a suit, people are like, All right, this guy, uh, at least he's, uh, he's, he's kissing the ring, you know, essentially. And I think that... That might be what it's all about. But I do think uh, people should just be dressing better in general because, I mean, here in California especially, people are fucking animals in in so many ways. But just looking at how they dress, I mean, they got their fucking socks up above their calf. They've got their fucking slip-on vans. They've got their fucking dicky shorts. They're all wearing, <laughs> they're all wearing plain white T-shirts like them franchise boys. What the fuck is going on out here? Can, uh, uh, to, to quote Kanye, uh, you wear. <laughs> never mind that. That line was actually gonna be the opposite of what I'm trying to say. Um, just dress better, people, for the love of God. Especially if you're going to court. I mean, get your shit together. You gotta have at least one suit. If you're a man, I'm sorry to you know, gender things here, but if you're a man and 
and you don't own one good suit that fits you well, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? I didn't even have a dad. Well, I mean, I did, but you know what I mean. And I fucking know you gotta have one suit. Like this, this, this is the only reason I would want to have kids so I could instill in them the stupid rules that I have in my head of like what it means to be a man. And you know what that means to me? Having one good fucking suit that fits you. Okay. You know what I, you know, one of my favorite pastimes is I love looking at like red carpet photos. Like, oh, the Grammys was this weekend or whatever. I'm like, let me scroll through on the old Iggy. And I look, oh my God. This fucking millionaire was styled by a stylist and their suit looks terrible. Look how much shirt is showing beyond his sleeve. Look at the collar gap behind him, behind his neck. Look at that thing. I could fucking, I could like stick a dead fish back there. This guy's got such a gap. That's like my favorite thing to do. It makes me feel like I'm better than them. Because I am, you know? I know how to wear a fucking suit properly. I know the shoulder should end at my shoulder. I know that my fucking pants shouldn't be four inches longer than my leg. So how come these fucking millionaires with stylists get it wrong? Sometimes, not always. I'm sorry, I really went on way too long about that. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, you know what? Another funny thing about that story was that he said when he was in court wearing his suit and his mask that the defendants didn't even recognize him, even though they were right next to him. And that's like a, that's kind of like a, a fun scenario to think about. Like often, I think this was a JMO. Someone talked about how they wear earbuds, but don't like play music so they can like eavesdrop on people. And I kind of do that sometimes. Um, so I think this is kind of like an extension of that. I wish, uh, I wish we could have seen the looks on their faces because that sounds priceless. Jenna mentioned that one of her sisters has a song about an ex named Daniel. And Daniel said <laughs> that whenever you hear about Daniel in a song, they're talking about heroin. I, like Jenna, am so gullible. I was like, oh shit, is that true? I was like, damn. Okay, I'm going to add that to the old uh, lexicon of H in my brain. But apparently, he was just pulling our legs. <laughs> Did you guys fall for that? Let me know in the Facebook group. <laughs> also, I, like Allison, was not familiar with this Bible story of Daniel in the lion's den. You know why? Because religion is some man-made bullshit. Okay, maybe it's not. I don't know. No one knows, though. So... We're all in the same boat. You're not better than me because you know this dumb story, okay? Who do you think you are, huh? I read real books. Like, okay, I don't read real books either, but at least I don't read the Bible. <laughs> Fucking fairy tales. Those are for kids. I'm an adult, okay? Speaking of fairy tales, they talked about garlic being a natural cure. I have no fucking clue what the hell this is all about because I'm not on these uh, mommy Facebook groups or whatever. 
where people are probably anti-vax and just coming up with stupid shit. Uh, I mean, Eastern medicine, that's a real thing. But garlic being like some super cure for stuff, I don't think I've ever heard of that. But I did reach out to someone who I know is into nature in general. Everyone's BFF, LK, NPA, Lauren Kelly. I said, do you know anything about garlic being a natural cure? And she said, I just saw a video where people put garlic cloves up their nose. And it makes all this snot pour out when they remove it. Like to clear sinuses, I guess. But yes, people use it for many things. But no thank you, because the smell is so strong. Thank you. Um, I have not heard of that. I mean, I feel like I have. Someone sticking garlic up their nose, but for what? I mean, if it clears out your sinuses, I guess that could help. I would just go to the old taco stand and say, hey, give me the spiciest uh, salsa you got. It's a win-win, baby. I eat some delicious tox. My nose gets cleared out. Win-win. God, I hope you can eat. <laughs> My stomach made a noise. It was like, you talking about tacos? <laughs> I'm here waiting. Anyway, garlic. Um, she mentioned that you have to crush it up because it does something to it. And I used to know this. Because the Bon Appetit uh, YouTube channel, Brad Leone, talked about this a lot. How it's like an epoxy. It's like a two-part epoxy. You know, you got to crush it up to get the Allison. Oddly enough, it's called Allison, I believe, uh, to be released. And that's, uh, that's what gives garlic its fucking supernatural health properties. You know what? Maybe I'm a bit of a believer now, too. Jesus Christ. Um, let's, <laughs> Jesus Christ, let's move on. I'm getting really distracted here. The idea, oh, let's get back to that because I've got a reply from Megan. Oh shit, this motherfucker sent me a whole ass MP3. <laughs> I asked her. Going back to the Monday show, that Allison has an image of herself as a successful person in Hollywood. And I asked Megan, you're a HBT, that is Hollywood busy type, of course. What do you look like in that scenario? And she said, is this me successful in Hollywood scenario? Me or Allison? And I said, you, bitch. This was her reply. Hello, my little amoxicillins. It's me, super fan Megan. Um, so I got a question for the segment Rafi Sees Cues. And um, I'm sorry, Rafi, for leaving you hanging, by the way. Um, I got sick, real sick. You can probably hear it in my voice still. Um, but I'm on the mend, but I'm not like feeling great, so. Rafi's alone. I apologize. Rafi asks, Rafi, Rafi C asks, um, Allison has an image of herself, quote, successful in Hollywood, end quote. You're a Hollywood busy type. What 
do you look like in that scenario? Um, Rafi, which am I? Am I a popular small town farm girl or am I a Hollywood busy type? Which is it? I have to interrupt here. You can be, first of all, it's popular Wisconsin farm girl and a hashtag Hollywood busy type. They are not uh, exclusive, mutually exclusive. I do not um, identify with being part of Hollywood because I am into documentary stuff. So, um... Don't relate to that too much. I just want to do documentary stuff. And, um, oh man, this is tiring me out just talking. Holy moly. I'm going to lay down. Mm. Um, more of the same of what I'm already doing, I guess. I am an editor in documentary, and I like that a lot. It sucks that. I have to make stuff that I don't like sometimes, which happens pretty often because a director likes something and they think it's gonna be a great idea and you're like, this is a dumb idea, but you have to do it anyway and you have to do it good even though you think it's dumb. Um, yeah, the project I just worked on, uh, the documentary that I worked on since April and it just finished on Friday, um, it was pitched to me when I interviewed for the job that it was about a trans woman, and they told me you know, a bigger story about the trans woman, a girl, I guess. She, they followed her from when she was in high school, and her family was so supportive from the get-go, even though they are uh, on the conservative side. And they're like, you know, it's like it's about a trans girl, but it's just about like who she is, like who is Jane. It's not about like her being trans and I was like wow that's awesome um because I think so many docs about being trans do have to by default be educational because people who are trans or the trans community isn't necessarily anything that is mainstream knowledge yet as far as like understanding their identity or what what it means to be trans so I was like wow that's cool maybe that's a way for someone who isn't interested in trans-specific stories to, um, yeah, to get introduced to someone who's trans and learn something. And, uh, but, like, it's all about her being trans. Every single scene from beginning to end. It's four episodes. Every single scene of every single episode is about her being trans. And I kind of left the project feeling like, hmm, I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't feel like I signed up to make that and, but whatever, I got paid money and still like editing, so whatever. So what does my success in quote unquote Hollywood look like? Um, is just to have opportunities to work on stuff that I like and hopefully make a lot of money. Okay, bye, I love you guys. Wow, that is not what I wanted to know at all. It doesn't even matter. That's a great answer, Megan. Uh, too bad you couldn't be here. Uh, you're busy faking an illness. They did JMOs on Monday and Thursday. 
But because I'm here alone, I get to pick what we talk about, and the only one I cared about was the one from Thursday sent in by none other than our very own Colonel Jeff Fox. He said the idea that you can't have two similar things to eat in a day, that's not an issue. And goddammit, when I heard this, I was like, finally, a fucking JMO that is good. I think this is a great JMO because I love stuff in my fucking face. And I will, I will say that, yeah, sometimes I am like, oh, I can't eat that. I had that earlier today. But if it's the next day, baby, the slight, the slight, the slate is wiped clean at midnight. If I had Chipotle for dinner, shit, at 1030 next morning, I'll have me some more goddamn Chipotle if I feel like it. Okay. I think Jeff's onto something here. You know, if you're uh, if you're from another country, you're like, hey, this is what we eat every day. You're not like <laughs> this again. It'd be one thing that's literally the same meal every day. But for people like us, you know, who who says you can't have pho two days in a row or two meals in a row for for that matter? Eat what you like, baby. And I like it all. Except for that fucking Watergate salad bullshit. That's for fucking creeps speaking of fucking creeps that's it for me guys thank you for sticking it out this long i hope to get some texts or voicemails in the old bff hotline 818-BFF-0732 make sure you're doing the rmc31 music challenge make sure to tag me at me hashtag like follow and subscribe donate to my patreon support the sponsors all that shit we'll be back next week with a very special bff christmas in july Or just have a seat and listen to the way in what I am displaying. A different kind of rapper language that I am saying to all the party people, mad exorbitant, but info. When it comes to rocking parties, I am a nympho maniac, brainiac for doing my dancing. My rap can make the music, we'll put you in a trance and transcend your body and like it, make my cardigan. You won't be fighting the ill and you'll just be partying down with the funky sound with yours truly. I'm the original B, I see a okay, I will the E and I the end to have fun and not be number one and just here to let you know. Who's like running the place And everywhere that I perform and do a show Show As long as you know that Nobody beats the biz 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 You know me at the B-R-C-M-A-R-K-I-E-N I go for what I know, doing a show for human beings. I'm guaranteed to rock to make the ladies scream and shout. I'm bound to wreck your body as they turn the party out. Party the Marty Rapper Joe Tapper always have a form. And when you hear the biz monkey, I get the jaws on you. I'm the M-A-R-K-I-E-N, know that's me. I got the stutter step to keep it check. My speed is so you need it. So they say I look and sound funny, but I don't be caring. I rock the Latin quarter root, top being square and Roseland. The hearts are mad.
Madison Square Garden, even right for the World Fair at Jefferson Center. Parting the way that I'll be talking about the places I'll be rocking. I love to perform for the people that be clocking. Not like I thought you own mine, don't want it like I want it, but you pay for a good performance. Go on it, you want it. That's why I'm here to be like letting you know that I'm a highly recognized the kid gets it going. Making people laugh and have a lot of enjoyment. I'm the best person for this type of employment. That's why, that's Nobody why. Nobody beats the bin. Nobody beats the bin. Nobody beats the bin. Nobody beats the bin. On and on until the break of dawn. When you buy food cheap, you need a coupon. I catch a sale retail before it gets stale. So hurry up and get the wick. Check out the mail and shop nonstop. By how I hip hop on the mic and like. Make it cooperate with the rhythm. That is what I give them. Reagan is depressed, but I voted for Shirley Chisholm. It might sound confusing, the style that I'm using. But in the end, I'm sure that you will find it quite amusing and funny. Oh, honey, it's just ridiculous. Don't try to front. Come on and admit you was thrilled. Chill, your heart was fulfilled. So respect the architect as I begin to build. Science of my reliance is upon my rap. Like Carl Lewis, I get to it. So let's go to last. 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 